Wow, that's awesome. Uh, being God's presence. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, thank you to the worship team. Thank you, guys. That's, thank you for leading us. Yeah, we just, we honor all the time that you put in preparing and uh, the commitment that you have in, in coming and just pouring your hearts out here. We just honor that and thank you right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, before I introduce uh, Mark Marks to you, uh, let me, well, let me begin by uh, doing a brief introduction of Mark. Uh, Mark is from Ireland, originally from South Africa, and been living in Ireland for the last 18 years, did you say? And uh, is part of the Causeway Coast Vineyard there, and uh, is the primary leader of a ministry called Healing on the Streets, and Mark travels around the world training uh, different uh, churches about healing on the streets. That's what we've been doing this weekend, uh, last night, and all, all day today. And so uh, Mark, Mark just is a fantastic brother in the Lord, and uh, used by God powerfully and has powerful testimonies and stories that stir hearts and faith and open us all up to everything God wants to do in us. Now, before Mark comes up, we're going to receive a, what's called a love offering. And what that means is that it gives us all an opportunity. I mean, the, as a church body, we have it in our budget. We plan to have someone like Mark come in and and, and, um, and, and all of that. But as for a service like tonight, this is like extra. This is like something beyond what we actually had him come to do. So we want to give you an opportunity to express your love to him in a tangible way. Uh, this is a man who has uh, left his family for a month to come over here to the States. And, uh, I, you know, I was thinking about that today. The longest I've ever been away from Lori was uh, two weeks and one day. And that's too long. And so, I mean, I want to bless him, just to bless him, just to enable him to go home and uh, buy something nice for his wife or, or something, you know, whatever they want to do. But um, uh, we're, we're going to receive an offering right now. So I would ask you to give and to give generously. So uh, the ushers are, are uh, those that are going to collect the offering, receive the offering, you can come on down. If you have a checkbook, you can make a check out to Vineyard Church Northwest. Don't write Mark's name on the check, but put it in an envelope and write um, Mark on the outside of it. And anything that's given in this offering right now, everything will go directly to Mark, okay? Unless like there's maybe a $100,000 check dropped in then. We'll discuss that with Mark later, okay? We'll figure that out, all right? All right. Okay, so Father... Uh, we're thankful that we can give. We're thankful we can honor. And we want to honor your servant, uh, Mark, and his family and his wife, Linda, who's back in Ireland. We want to honor them and bless them right now. And so we give now from our hearts to bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, you can go ahead and receive that. I think that... Um, uh, as I continue to introduce Mark, something that strikes me most about him is uh, just his humility. And uh, I mean, the, the, the places he's been, the things he's done, the uh, level of leadership he, he lives at is uh, pretty phenomenal. And yet he's a man that is uh, just a, a humble, normal man. He's been uh, staying in our home the, the last uh, few days. And uh, we're just really getting to love him. 
and I know you're going to, as he comes up and speaks, you'll, you'll understand what I'm talking about, that, uh, that there's just this humility that allows God's Spirit to flow, and uh, we are just so thankful for that, thankful for him, and tell you what, Mark, I'm going to let you come up right now, okay? So, Mark, come on up. Let's, let's welcome Mark Marks, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your love, your generosity, your hospitality. I feel at home here. Do you know they've even named this town the same towns I live in, Coleraine? I mean, is that a clue that maybe I should come and come live here? I don't know. Is God calling me to? Um, it, it is absolutely a thrill to be here. Thank you so much. Um, I hope you can understand my accent. Um, we've just had an amazing time out in the streets. The last few days we've been uh, teaching this model of ministry called Healing on the Streets, which I have the privilege of pioneering around the world. And we've been out in the streets today. We've had an amazing time. We've seen lives and hearts open to Jesus. We've seen bodies healed. And I just want to say, um, those of you, how many of you have... Had be, have done the complete training. We're out in the streets today. Hands up. Well, the first two out here get the miracle question. Wow. Wow. Sorry. You can share it afterwards. And uh, it's so good to be here. You know. So my heart from the very beginning, as I when I first um, opened my opened my life to Jesus, has been one that's. Uh, connect with people out on the streets. And I always thought, you know, God has a sense of humor because I'm shy and introverted. But actually, it's my own fault. It is my own fault. I realize this. Because, um, you know, when, when the Lord came into my life and, and really saved me from uh, just hopelessness and despair, I did whatever I could. Whatever I could find my hand to do, I would do it. I was... You know, so hungry to follow Jesus, to uh, anything that was going on in the church where I got saved in, I, I did. And eventually, um, a man with a prophetic gifting came up to me and said, Mark, this is what the Lord says to you. Your, your heart is frail. He sees your heart. You just want to do everything, but you can't. But if you would just choose one thing, the Lord says he will be behind you, right behind you. And... Uh, you know, so whatever it is you choose, whatever way you want to go. And stupidly I said, evangelism. <laughs> so it's my own fault. I didn't know what I was letting myself in for. But actually, no, it's a, it's a tremendous blessing. It's an amazing blessing. The Lord took me out to the streets and I've seen incredible things. I've seen God doing the most amazing things. So before I go any further, let's pray. Let's close our eyes and we're going to pray right now. Father, I thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit in this room. I thank you for, uh, God, the love that you pour out towards each one of us. Whether we know Jesus or not today, God, you love each one of us so much. And we ask that, Lord, you would 
lead us, you would guide us by your Holy Spirit. We pray that faith would rise up in this room. Faith, rise up. Let healing flow to every needy person, to every sick body. Let faith rise up. Let every sickness and every disease flee from this place and flee from our bodies. Uh, God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that Jesus paid the price, that by his wounds we are healed, and that because of what Jesus accomplished on the cross, for each one of us, we can receive a complete healing from every sickness, from every disease, uh, from every bondage. In Jesus' name we pray. For, for your glory, Heavenly Father, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, just been an amazing journey. My own personal journey with God has been one of uh, the Lord just teaching me his ways. And, uh, and I'm incredibly excited. When, this, when I saw uh, bodies healed for the very first time, you know, this, just, just this amazing thing happened in my, in my life when, you know, I began to read, when I began to read the Bible as a brand new Christian and saw what Jesus did as he went around. The Bible says that he went around doing good and healing all that were under the power of the devil. And I saw Jesus heal the sick. And I, and I really got excited as I read these stories. And you know, I have a, a sort of an artistic background. And so my, the way that I think is I picture everything. And it, 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 was, it was real to me what I saw Jesus do. And then I began to read what the disciples did, that Jesus has given his disciples authority to continue the work that he'd begun. And I got really excited. And I thought, this is what I want to do. And... Um, so God led me out onto the streets and, you know, I worked with an evangelist. Um, after I'd been a Christian for about a year, I began traveling around the United Kingdom with an evangelist. And I saw God doing the most incredible things in meetings like this. Um, with my own eyes, I saw bodies healed of all kinds of conditions, deaf ears uh, being healed, people that were paralyzed, getting out of wheelchairs and healing, being healed of all kinds of of things, and it was an incredible journey for me, one of learning. And you know, in those early days, and I, and I wanted to see the sick healed, uh, and my heart was because God loves the world so much. For God loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. That Jesus died on the cross, not just for um, our brokenness, our sin. Uh, the pollution in our lives, but for, for our sicknesses as well, for our diseases, for anything that would afflict us. Um, as that was a, a, a taste of what is to come, because the moment that you receive Jesus, the moment you believe in him, you become children of heaven. Heaven becomes your home. And we become citizens of God's kingdom. And healing is a taste of what is to come because in heaven, you'll read in Revelation, there, there is no sickness, no disease. There's no more tears. There's no more suffering. Isn't that amazing? No more aches or pains. You don't have to get up in the morning feel your bones aching. You're going to live, with it, live for eternity with God in heaven. And the most amazing thing, we won't have this physical, this kind of physical body that's subject to decay. See, this body doesn't last very long doesn't last very long, but you have a soul and a spirit, and it's eternal. And God longs for us to be restored back to his original plan of, of living forever in just, in just beautiful fellowship 
in relationship with him. That's what God in, intended for us, created us for, relationship. And so heaven's my home, I can't wait. Without being morbid, I don't want to go now, right now. <laughs> I want to see my children's children. And um, I want to live a long life. But you know, it's, it's a very, our life here on earth is very brief, but there is a, a, an eternal life to come. And that's going to be spent in heaven uh, with God. It's going to be a most amazing place. So if you're here this, tonight, and this is a, a meeting you've never been to before, you're so welcome. Whether you know God or not, you are really welcome. If you're here because you need healing in your body, you've come to the right place. Whether you know God or not. Just as you are, God loves you. Just as you are, he cares for your precious to him. And I just want to... Um, uh, I want to read to you from a passage of scripture from Isaiah. And this is um, from Isaiah chapter 53. Now this is a passage of scripture uh, that was written 750 years before Jesus actually came to the earth. This is found in the Old Testament. And this is a time uh, where, where the prophet Isaiah was speaking about Jesus who was to come, who was going to... Uh, die on the cross for not just our sins, but every sickness and disease. So I'm going to, and it's an amazing prophetic um, word that he gives that speaks very clearly about Jesus. So let me read it out to you. you can just listen. So I'm reading from Isaiah chapter 53. Verse, I'll read from verse one. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You know, I, I just love God's word. I just, when I you know, gave my heart to Jesus, I would be up to two o'clock in the morning reading the Bible. I would fall asleep with the Bible open uh, and it would be like on my pillow. And then I'd wake up in the morning and I'd carry on reading where I left off and the word of God is living it's alive it speaks to you and it's it's life in there and there's health in, in these words and it's so true it's, it, it has it has the signature of God God is the author of this book it's a wonderful book and there's truth in it and there's life in it there's healing in it in these words if you hold on to the words of Jesus he said if you hold on 
to my, if you hold on to my teaching, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And I began to take hold of God's word. I began to believe and trust and, uh, in uh, the words that were written here. And it was amazing. And when I, as I said, I read about Jesus healing the sick and disciples. And that's what I wanted to do. And as a young, very young Christian, I would go out and um, I was taught how to, how to um, do evangelism on the streets. And uh, not quite what I was teaching over this weekend. But the things I would learn to do on the streets would be things like the sketchboard. And uh, I, I'm sure you wouldn't know what that is. But it was a way of presenting the gospel using uh, colourful poster paints uh, on, a, uh, on, a, on a board with a sheet of paper on there. And you'd use uh, very clever ladder lettering. And what you do, you start to paint on this board. And uh, people would gather and you would present a very simple gospel message with using pictures and, and paint. And then there'd be things like uh, you know, sharing your story your testimony, there'd be things like preaching on the street, there'd be things like mime, and there's this one nugget called drama. And whenever we did drama on the streets, there was one particular sketch that is forever seared in my memory, and it was called the chicken sketch. I remember doing this in a town called Sandwell and Dudley. It's, it's in the Birmingham area of, um, of England, and in this sketch, there is a part in this sketch where you have to be like a chicken, you know? And I thought, I mean like a real-life chicken. So you imagine there's a group of us and we're, trying to, we're about to do this drama sketch on the street. And I thought, God, if this is the way that we're going to connect the brokenness on our streets to the love of your heart, then I want to be the best chicken it could ever be. I thought, if this is the way we're going to let people know how much you love them, then I'm going to be the best chicken that could ever be. So imagine this scene. There's, there's about 30 of us, and we're running around the street like headless chickens. And because I want to be the best chicken, I was running around, and I was going... <laughs> and as we're doing this, and, we're, and we're, this is part of the sketch, by the way, people walking by, and they look almost embarrassed for us, you know? <laughs> Uh, well, they were embarrassed for us. And I could almost hear them saying, poor things, don't look at them. <laughs> don't make it any worse than it already is. And I'm going... And I'm thinking to myself, Lord... Actually, I'm speaking to the Lord in, in Woodley. I'm thinking, Lord, there's got to be a better way. Because somehow, being a chicken didn't quite match up with what I was reading here where Jesus went around doing good and healing all that were under the power of the devil. He went around and he laid hands on the sick and, he, and you know, miracles of healing took place. He healed people everywhere he went. And so I said to the team, guys, you carry on. They carried on being a chicken. I, I've, just, I've just got to go and have a talk with the Lord. And I went for this walk. And, it was, and I was pouring out my complaint to God. I said, God, I can't keep being a chicken. I've got to, you know, I, I want to do what I read about here. I want to see the very things that you did and the disciples saw and did. I want to do that. I want to see that in my time. And as I continued walking on, I came to the end of town. 
And there was this monument, and it was a fist. It was a bronze sculpture. Um, and it was a bronze fist holding a cross. And I was drawn to it, and I went up to it. And it was dedicated to John Wesley. And there was an inscription, and it said something like this, that John Wesley preached from a horse box. Because in those days, what, years ago, he traveled around um, the United Kingdom on horseback. And the way that they would get up onto a horse, there was a, there was a box of steps. And he would stand on these steps that usually they would get onto the horse. And he would preach from the, that horse box all over the country. And it says, then the glory of God fell. And I said, Lord, we need your glory to fall today. Thank you for what you did with John all those years ago, but we need your glory to fall today. And I heard the Lord say, go heal the sick. So I went, I went back to my group. I didn't know how I was quite I was going to do this, so because nobody had taught me. But I tore a sheet off the, the sketchboard and I wrote up in great big letters, miracles and healings here, Jesus heals. And I got this microphone, there was a speaker, a little, little uh, PA there, and I began to speak and I said, now, if Jesus is here and he has power to heal every sickness, every disease, and if you need healing, please come. And the first person to come was a man who wanted to stop smoking. And I said, okay, let me pray for you. So I prayed my best prayer for him, taking authority over the addiction to, to cigarettes, to nicotine. And, I mean, there wasn't anything that seemed to happen much, except which was, what was significant to me was that he took the box of cigarettes he had in his pocket and he crumpled them up and he dropped them at my feet. And I looked at this box of cigarettes at my feet and I, and I got the microphone and I said, if you want to quit smoking, come now, Jesus is here. And there was a queue of people coming to you know, give up smoking and, and this box of, these box of cigarettes began to grow. There was a pile of cigarettes there and someone, as they were walking by, they saw there were cigarettes still in the box. So somebody went to grab a box and went, excuse me, they're my cigarettes. <laughs> that was my trophy and nobody was taking them from me. And then someone came up and said, well, can God do anything about arthritis? And I began to pray for some of the arthritis. And, and that's how I began this ministry on the streets. I began praying for the sick. Well, the thing was this, as well as I was learning, you know, and, and I made lots of mistakes, but I always thought that, you know, when you pray for someone, start off small. So let's start off with someone with a headache. Okay, and, um, you know, because that's the easy way to do it. You start off with someone with a headache, and then you make your way, you know, so we, we tend to compartmentalize these conditions. So the easy things first. So let's say over this side here, this corner here, uh, well, let's say headache, okay, because it's pretty easy. Um, and then we, we sort of work our way up into increasing difficulty. You know, a little bit of back pain, up here, then maybe we have some, I don't know, because for everyone it's different as well. Uh, let's say some crippling disease here, you know, and then maybe getting even more uh, harder, some maybe cancer, uh, then maybe, uh, you know, complete paralysis or missing limbs, mental illness perhaps, depending on 
how you compartmentalize conditions. And, you know, so, or, and death. So it goes from easy, difficult, very difficult, if not impossible. And, and that's the way in the very early days that I thought. I thought that is the way that, you know, uh, people in different degrees of faith will, will, will operate. And, uh, but God wanted to teach me a lesson that I will never forget. And I was, and I'm going to share this story with you, that I was in uh, a, a place called Kingsheath. And again, it's, it's in England. And there was a, small, there was a church who um, wanted me to come and encourage them and teach them some evangelism. And I could teach them, uh, I could teach them the sketchboard. I could teach them uh, how to, you know, how to share their story. I could teach them the, the chicken sketch as well. Uh, but but I, what I wanted to do was actually to do the thing that I stepped into, which was begin to, pray for the, to start praying for the sick. So what happened was we, uh, we had this Saturday where there was a very special event on in town. And it was like a carnival. It happens every year. And it starts off this, these floats and bands coming through town. And they end up inside the park. And uh, inside the park, uh, people from the town uh, hire a stall. And on their stall, they can advertise their business. Maybe there's a, you know, someone's got a hobby, a, a club of some, some kind. Some people may be selling bric-a-brac. And this, uh, there's a ring of stalls going right away around the park. And all the public come and they wait. And they, they're sort of milling around inside the park. And they're waiting for the... Uh, the, the floats to come, you know, this carnival. So it's a family day out. And um, so we were supposed to have a stall where we were going to share the love of Jesus from this particular stall. But, and this was the main event for our time out in the streets on this Saturday. But someone had forgotten to book the stall. And so, of course, when, uh, when we got there and some realized they'd forgotten to book the stall, it was like, oh, no. So we asked the organizers, would it be possible if we did this inside the ring of stalls? We could just park ourselves inside. And they said, we're really sorry. Because of health and safety, we can't do that. Um, and all the stalls are booked. But if you like, you, know, you can uh, have a spot outside the ring. So... We had a place about 25 yards away from where all the stalls were. And all the public were inside, and we were in no man's land. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a discouraged Christian. Have you ever seen the face of a discouraged Christian? They have, face, they have, a, they have a mouth like a horseshoe going that way, you know? And there was a lot of discouraged Christians that day. I, and I, just, I could just tell they were thinking, gosh, we've blown this. We've just really, we should just turn around and go home. Nothing's going to happen here. And we're like miles away from the public. And what, you know, who's going to come here? But anyway, I, I have this real stubborn kind of spirit which, which says, no, we're going to stay and we're going to do this. Uh, and God, ha- God can make something out of nothing. And we set up our board. And I wrote up on this, on this sketchboard we had, miracles and healing here. And I put a time. And... Um, so, you know, uh, people began to share their story of what God has done in their life. They began to share, um, you know, what Jesus has done. And, 
there was a person on the store closest to us and, and that person began to heckle us. You know what a heckler is, don't you? You have hecklers here? Because they didn't want us to be there. And that just made us feel like, well, we really want to go home now. Um, and people as they were walking by were sort of looking at their watches like this. I, I love watching people. And you know, some people that pretend not to be interested, they sort of look at their watch like this and hang around the stall. And they were hanging around the stall as the time got closer to when we were going to start this, this healing meeting. Um, so the time came and I got the microphone and I thought, I'm going to just spend a few minutes telling people about God's love. I'm going to invite them to come. And in those days, many, many years ago, what I would do was I, I would uh, just talk for a short while. I would tell people about God's love for them. I would invite them to come if they needed healing, that Jesus was here, that he had power to heal and he could heal you of any condition. And then um, if they came forward, I would say to them, now if Jesus heals you right now of whatever it is you need healing for, would you honor him by testifying that he's healed you? And they would say, well, if God heals me, I'll tell everybody. I said, great. And so in those days, what I would do, I'd pray for them. They would find themselves healed and I would give them the microphone and they would have to then tell everybody that God would heal them. We'd just draw a bigger crowd. So, so I, you know, this, this was quite a scary moment for me. I got the mic, I told them about God's love, how much God loved them, how, uh, but that Jesus was there and he wanted to heal them. And I said, now, if, you know, if you need healing, please come and we'll pray for you right now. And of course, nobody came. So I thought, well, what I'll do is because they were in no, you know, we were in no man's land and everyone was on the other side of the stalls coming around. And I thought, okay, what I'll do is I'll name some conditions, specific, some specific conditions and people will come. So being the man of faith that I was back in those days, I said, now, if you are deaf and you need healing, please come. What do you think happened? <laughs> Nothing. Nobody moved. I thought, well, okay, Lord, I will start calling out some specific conditions because someone has got to have some, you know, if I call out things, people will come. So I thought, we'll start off this end. You know, the easy end. So I start off, if you have a headache, <laughs> come. Uh, if you have any kind of, you know, back pain, or any kind of pains in, aches or pains in your body come. And of course, nobody was moving, so I thought, okay, I, I became a little bit bolder, you know. If you have any kind of deafness, you know, or if you have any, you know, uh, if you have blindness, come. If, if you um, have any kind of skin conditions or, you know, uh, fibromyalgia, um, if you have any kind of paralysis, and I was getting, you know, it was getting increasingly more difficult. You know, you have paralysis, if you have some life-threatening condition, if you have, uh, you know, missing limbs. And then I, I, I exhausted uh, every condition I could think of. And I think then I was making up some conditions which don't exist. And as I was 
you know, sharing these things out, then out of the corner of my eye, I saw this couple pushing a rather large lady in a wheelchair towards me. And in that moment, panic began to rise up in my heart. I turned my back to them like that, and I thought, I hope they're not coming here. I hope they're not coming here. And I began to say, Lord, this, Lord, this isn't fair, God. And I looked and thought, they are coming this way. God, this isn't fair. I'm having a little discussion with the Lord. Lord, we don't do it. Lord, we start off the easy ones first. You know the way we do it. Easy first. And then we'll work our way up. You know how faith grows. We'll work our way up. And then maybe we can start tackling these harder ones. And... Um, and as I looked, they're coming closer. And there wasn't, I, honestly, there wasn't even a tree to hide behind. You know? So, and then they came and they stood right in front of me. I thought, Lord, this really isn't fair. And they said, we're, we're Christians and we heard what you had to say. We believe that Jesus can heal our mother. This is our mother. She's paralyzed. But we believe that um, Jesus could heal. Could you please pray for us? I said, okay. okay. So what I did, I placed my hand very gently on top of her head. And I've got to tell you, the reaction of the public who were on the other side of the ring of stores. I went, huh? And they was, it was almost as if they were saying, huh? Who does he think he is? Does he really think something's going to happen? And I placed my hand on top of her head, and I began to pray my best prayer, inviting the Holy Spirit of God to begin to rest on her. And, you know, the Holy Spirit, God is a Holy Spirit. And his presence began to rest on this, this lady in the wheelchair and she began to tremble first of all and then she begins to shake and then the whole wheelchair is shaking and it's like an old car engine starting up and suddenly she says, I want to walk, I want to walk and I thought, great, get up and walk and then, but then you see people, some members of the team try to go and help her, to help her out the wheelchair she says, no, 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 please don't do that because I had this horrible picture in my mind that they would lift her up out of the wheelchair and they would start like dragging her legs, her poor lifeless legs, in the grass, saying, you're healed, you're healed, you know. And I, and I just didn't want to see these legs being dragged in the grass. And I said, no, if, if God has healed this woman, God will give, God's either healed this woman or he hasn't. And if he's healed her, he can give strength into her legs to get up and walk. True? I mean, if God can, if God can heal someone's legs that are paralyzed, surely he can give strength to the legs as well to get up and walk. So... I said, no, 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 please, please don't, don't touch her, please, you know, get up. And this woman gets up out of the wheelchair and she begins to walk. And I want to tell you, we had a, an instant crowd. People came running and hundreds of people were suddenly there. And if you want to get a crowd in the streets, just, just do that. So, um, and they're going, and they're watching this woman walking up and down, going, but how is this, what, and the, the child, this woman's children, I explained to the crowd what's happened. This is our mother. She was paralyzed, but now she can walk. Jesus has healed her. And a woman comes out of the crowd and she said, I heard what you had to say. I've just seen what's happened. I want to become a Christian right now. Yeah. Right. Now, that's amazing. What's even more amazing was that she was the one that was heckling us from the stall. 
So when you see heckler, God sees evangelist. We see heckler, God says evangelist. Well, she stepped forward. And I took the mic, and in those days, because God is a God of miracles, of signs and wonders, and he was like still shocking me and amazing me, and of course I was, my head was all over the place um, right back then. And, and so I took the microphone, and I said, now folks, please don't be concerned if you start to see people fall over. I mean, gosh, I mean, people are going to start freaking out when you say that. I, I had to say that because that's what happened. On the streets, people would fall under the power of God. I said, now, 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 please don't panic. If you see someone fall over, it's okay. It's only God. <laughs> you know, it's only God. And, and I sent my colleague to lead this woman to Jesus. And no sooner had I done that, I mean, he hadn't touched her or anything. She fell right onto the grass. Well, she get, and everyone goes, whoo. I said, no, that's exactly what I, was, exactly what I meant, you know. Please don't worry. She, get up, she got up off the grass, and she was absolutely thrilled. She said, I was colorblind in my left eye, and I can now see full color. Right? So that was really exciting. And the man comes to me now, and I, I you know, I'm full of faith now. I mean, you've just seen the most difficult thing you can imagine healed and I said now if you need healing come forward and this man came forward and he said can God do anything for me my body's riddled with arthritis and I said absolutely let me pray for you and I led him in a prayer I prayed with him he fell onto the grass his bones began to crack and he got up off the grass he was weeping he said all my arthritis is gone then a woman comes forward, and it turns out that she, oh, she said, he's my brother-in-law. She's weeping. That's my brother-in-law. I also have arthritis. Can that happen to me also? I said, absolutely. I pray for her. She fell in the grass, and she got up completely healed. At that moment, the crowd were pressing in so tightly, I couldn't see any Christians at all. I say, Christians, where are you? Christians, where are you? And have you ever seen an encouraged Christian? They have faces like light bulbs. And faces started popping up. I said, now go and take these people. Tell them about Jesus. If they're sick, pray for them, that God would heal them. Because this is a ministry that is meant for the church, for those who follow Jesus. And they began to take people and began to pray for them. Now, you know, what I've discovered is this. God has a sense of humor. I, I'm the example. I mean, that God would choose me to do this it baffles me, but I know God has a sense of humor. And he's really smart as well. So, but there was a fairground ride called the Waltzer. You know, you have fairground rides? Yeah. And this, the Waltzer, I don't know if you have a ride at this, but let me explain what it's like. So, it's like a chariot you sit in, okay? And you can sit about four people, I think, in a chariot. This big bar comes over. And this chariot spins around like this. And, it, and it's on this big rolling disc. And there's like a bump. And it goes over the bump. And this thing spins. And somebody comes on and spins you even more, you know? And it, you get really dizzy. And woo! And it's. Well, uh, there was a man. There was a, just one of these fairground rides. There was a man that was operating this ride. And, you know, at one point, all the crowd was by him. But now, it was empty. And he was in no man's land. 
and all the crowd was with us. And he thought that he was in competition with us. So he turned his music, because he was playing music, they play a lot of music, he turned his music right up. And I'll never forget the song that was playing that day when the team, when the, the Christians began praying for those who needed healing. And the song was by Queen. And it's called Another One Bites the Dust. <laughs> another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one falls. And another one falls. Another one bites the dust. And all over the park, almost to the beat, boom, 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 boom. Another one bites the dust. Bodies were falling everywhere. And honestly, it was like, what is going on in this park? And by the end, there, were, there was a whole queue of people who were like, had opened their hearts up to Jesus, were being counseled, the same, you know, explained what had happened, what was going on, and the decisions they'd made to follow Jesus. It was really exciting. You know, God taught me a lesson because we tend to have this worldly view of how God heals and the way that he does it. And we have it wrong. And God was teaching me a lesson. We compartmentalize conditions like that. But actually, it's the wrong perspective because when Jesus went to the cross, and that word that I spoke, that I read out, is a prophecy of Jesus going to the cross. And, it, and those first words in Isaiah 53 verse 4 says, surely. That word surely means without doubt. Without doubt, he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Our physical, our emotional hurts, our physical hurts, our emotional hurts, our spiritual hurts. Surely, when Jesus went to the cross... He died for every sickness, for every disease in this room, for every disability in this room. The cross dealt with everything that is in this room right now. He dealt with it. The perspective is when Jesus stretched out his arms and willingly took upon himself every sickness, every disease, every sin that we've ever committed, he said, It is finished. He dealt with it at the cross. His blood that was shed by his wounds, we are healed. And the cross deals with every sickness and disease right now. It doesn't matter what it is you have. And I know the doctors may say, well, it's impossible. There's nothing that can be done for you. That's what the world says. But the cross says something different. It has been dealt with. And I I have seen blind eyes open. I have seen a man who is... Um, he was in his 40s, he had no pupils, no iris, he had like ping pong balls in his eyes. And he closes his eyes, we pray for him, he opens his eyes, he has brown eyes and perfect eyesight. You know, I see a a two and a half year old boy who has a a condition called telepes, I think that's what you call it, but if I could explain what it's like. I mean, his mother was standing right there holding her son, two-and-a-half-year-old son, like this. She was facing towards me. She held her son who was facing towards me, and his feet, instead of being like this, they were pointed towards the ground and turned inwards. His feet were deformed. He had never stood on his own two feet. And as we began to pray the prayer of faith, releasing all that Jesus has made available to us. Because on the cross, he has made available forgiveness of sins, healing for every sickness and disease in this room, 
Deaf ears can be opened. Blind eyes can be opened. Broken bodies can be healed. Every cancer can shrivel and die. Paralysis can disappear and limbs that have been lifeless come alive. Missing limbs can grow back. Metal in your body. I could tell you stories about metal dissolving away and the scars, the operation scars going. Nothing's impossible for God. And his little feet began to turn like this. And then when I said, test your healing out, the mother just put her two-and-a-half-year-old son right on the platform, just about that height, right in front of me on, on the platform. Nobody had touched him. So it's the Lord who heals. It's Jesus who heals. It's a believer who has authority and exercises the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's Jesus who's he- who heals. And here's the one we must look to. Saw children who were born deaf and mute. They couldn't speak. They couldn't hear. They were born like that. And when I was in Pakistan, not only did I see many children healed where they could hear and speak, but they could speak Urdu and understand Urdu. Now, try and explain that one. How does that work? A 14-year-old boy brought by, by uh, his Muslim mother, who was born deaf and, and couldn't speak, at the end of the day was speaking Urdu, and replying to Pastor Youssef, who was interviewing him. His mother was distraught, and we said, go and find out what's wrong with her. And, she, and so someone went and spoke to her, and she said, I have two other sons just like him, uh, but I, brought, I only brought one to see what might happen. I wish I'd brought the other two. And we saw people that were brought in... Um, one man was brought in on a bicycle, propped up by two friends, very poor area. And um, he was, they sat him on this bicycle. He had no life from the waist down, no, no use of his legs. And they propped him up on the bicycle. And the two friends on either side pushed him for miles to where we were. And that night, we watched him begin to walk up and down, completely healed. There were people brought in on stretches that were completely paralyzed. They would get up and they would walk. Nothing is impossible for God. Pastor Yusuf said to me, Mark, there is a woman here with one leg shorter than the other. I said, I have faith for this. The leg's growing. We're going we're to pray for some legs to grow tonight. I have faith for this. So I bring her up. Her, her left leg was two inches shorter, but when I looked down at her feet, she's wearing sandals. I noticed that her left foot, the left leg is two inches shorter. I can handle that. The left foot is two-thirds the size of her right foot. I looked at her foot. I said, Pastor, you said, you didn't tell me about the foot. As if God could make a leg grow, but not a foot. Because I was still learning, and I'm still struggling up here in my mind. This is the battleground Here. And we need to have faith in Jesus. We need to have faith in God. Jesus said, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, that mountain could be disease, sickness, disability. Move, be healed, jump. And doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. 
And unless we become like children, we will not see the kingdom of God. So we have to have the faith of a child, a childlike faith to believe, simply believe what Jesus says. Just believe the words of Jesus. In him there is healing, there is life. I started to pray for this woman. And in full view of thousands of people that were watching, I commanded the leg to grow. The the leg grew. Then I spoke to the foot to grow, and the foot grew the same size as the other foot, completely the same size. Seen amazing healings. You have skin conditions. There are some people here tonight, you you suffer with uh, eczema, psoriasis. Where are you? Those who have skin conditions, hands up. Okay, just stand where you are right now. Just stand. Those of you with eczema and psoriasis, just stand. Get ready to receive. You can receive more prayer in a moment. I'm going to pray right now. I just get ready to receive. And the way you can receive this, we, we teach people back home in Coleraine, Northern Ireland. This is how you can receive. So this is what you do. Wash your hands. Just wash your hands. Okay. Now hang them out to dry. Okay, it's a good way of receiving, right? Just one moment. I'm going to pray quickly. Father, I thank you. You're amazing and you're awesome and you're here. And we take authority over every skin condition, eczema, psoriasis, and every other skin condition. Uh, the, the, the pain of it, the shame of it, the irritation of it right now. And we command it to go. We command it to go from your body. We command all eczema, psoriasis, dissolve away and disappear. And all other skin conditions that, that I haven't mentioned, to go now in Jesus' name. To go now in Jesus' name. I command your skin to become cleansed and clean and free of all skin condition. Be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I mean, okay, take a seat. Uh, and when it's, you know, if it's appropriate at some point, you can have a look and check it out. Um, so God, God wants to heal people. God wants to do some amazing things. And we're going we're gonna to pray in a moment. But before we do that, I want to uh, just close our eyes for a moment. Because I, I want to make an invitation for people who don't know God, that haven't got a relationship with Jesus before we continue to pray, and we're going to pray for people to be healed, and it doesn't matter whether you know Jesus or not, whether you receive him or not, you are free to come because he loves you with all of his heart. You are so precious to him. But what God wants more than anything, what he wants more than anything, not just to heal you, but to, to come into relationship with you. He wants you to be able to spend eternity with him in heaven. He wants you to know why you, you were created and he wants relationship, uh, your relationship with him restored. And he did that by dying on the cross. He died for our shame, for our guilt, for our brokenness. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done. Um, but if you would open your heart up to him, he stands at the door of your heart and he knocks. And he says, if you will open the door of your heart to me, I will come in and I will eat with you. He wants to step into relationship with you. Not just to give you eternal life, but life in all its fullness now. Now, if that's you, and tonight you would like to step into a relationship with God, perhaps also you have fallen away from God in the past, but tonight you want to renew your relationship with him. You either want to renew your relationship with him, or you want to step into a new relationship with God. Maybe the first time you've ever done this. 
And could you just raise your hand and just indicate that, Mark, I want to do that tonight. I'm not going to embarrass you by calling you out. Thank you. I see your hands. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else over here that would like to do that? Just raise your hand so I can see it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Okay, you can put your hands down. Now, those of you who raised your hands and perhaps those of you who wanted to but didn't, because I know what it's like. It's a battle inside. I want to just lead you in a prayer. Now, pray it from your heart. Pray this to Jesus right now. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. I open the door of my heart to you right now. I invite you to come into my life. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love. And I receive the gift of eternal life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer, it's just the beginning uh, of a relationship with, with God. And it's up to you to maintain that relationship. Um, and uh, we'd love to speak to you afterwards and tell someone if you've, you know, you've come here with someone or come and speak to one of the leaders, tell them about the decision you've made today to step into a relationship with God. That's fantastic. Now, what I want to do, and I, I just feel led to do this, um, that there are some of you now, you you've, have been battling with fear. And you see, where there's fear, there can't be faith. I spoke to um, a woman on the streets and her, and her brother in Coleraine, in Northern Ireland. And it turned out that the brother believed in God but didn't have a relationship with him. But, the, but his sister didn't believe in God and was, and was pretty angry, actually, and was firing off a lot of angry questions at me. And I realized that it was coming from a heart that I really had been wounded and, and, uh, and hurt. And I said, Lord, have you got anything? I Just help God. Because I knew, you know, it was impossible to answer her questions. But to cut a long story short, I ended up praying for her for a few things. But as I began to pray for her, God began to speak to me. And, I, and then I said to her, God's just shown me that you suffer with terrible nightmares, te- night terrors, I think you may call them. Yeah? And it's afflicted your life from a very young age. And... Um, it's, it's almost crippled you. And she was shocked and amazed. How did you know that? She said, I, I've had such bad nightmares that I've had to see the doctors. I've had to go to hospital because of these night terrors. And I said to her, the reason why God showed me that, and this, this is how God can communicate. God can reveal things because he knows everything. And he knows everything about you. I said, he's communicating that to you right now because he loves you he cares for you he knows everything about you and he wants you to be free and she stared me in the face and remember she had no faith in God no belief in God didn't believe God exists and she was angry she said if that's, if that's true tell me what happened to me 
And instantly God spoke to me and I said, a man tried to murder you when you were a young girl. And she was absolutely shocked. She was absolutely shocked. And in that, she allowed me to share the the message of God's love to her. And she opened her life to Jesus. And Jesus began to set her free of this fear. Now, there's fears. There are people here who have childhood fears, things that have happened in your life. And it's bound you. And God wants you to be free because the Bible says this, that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. And there are fears, there are phobias that grip your heart. And right now, even as I begin to speak to you, your heart is beating fast. If you want to know who I'm speaking to, just listen to your heart. If your heart is going boom, 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 then you're the very person that God is speaking to. He wants to set you free. He loves you. He cares for you. And before we go any further in um, praying for healing here, and I believe God is going to heal many people, I want to minister to you. So what I want to do is, is, can we all please stand right now? Now, if you have a fear or a phobia of anything, you know what I mean. could be anything. could even be a fear of flying. could be something you know has really gripped you. It could be fear uh, of rejection. It could be fear of man. It could be some fear that grips your grips you, you know when it gets hold of you and it starts to uh, take hold of you inside and you start to, you feel that begin to squeeze you inside and your heart begins to race. And if that's you, I was going to say, don't be afraid, come forward. <laughs> but you, will, you may well be afraid, it's okay. But this is, a, this is a, a safe place, I promise you a safe place. God wants to set you free. Would you please come, begin coming forward and standing here in the front? You have any kind of fear, come. I, I believe there's many of you that God wants to set free. And if you can come and try and stand in, in a line as much as you can, come forward. Any kind of fear, try and stand in a line. I know you want to hide behind each other, but kind of try and stand in a line. And, and maybe make, um, if there's more, okay, now make two lines. Okay, so when you see this line in front, then make another line, but please step back. So there's space in between because I want to make sure that people can get behind and we can, we're going to pray for all of you. Can you see this? This is... Fear paralyzes you. Fear paralyzes you. And I want to tell you that your life will not be the same again today. Life will not be the same again today. Actually, what, you know, there's something else I'm going to throw in. Try, try and spread out a little bit more. Come make out. While I'm, while I'm talking, there's another group of people. You might as well come out as well. And you have an eating disorder. Okay? Nobody needs to know. You come forward now. People just think it's like fear as well. Come forward. Eating disorders. Come forward. Line up. Okay. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And this is what I want to say to you right now. I want to say something to you. I want to try my best to communicate with you the heart of God. Okay, and to each one of you personally, don't, don't look at the person next to you, but this is what the Lord says to you personally, each one of you, that you're precious to him. He loves you with all of his heart. He cares for you. You, you are loved. If only you knew the depths of his love for you. And I, I pray, Holy Spirit, would you give 
each one standing here, the deepest revelation of your love for them. Show them how much you love them, Father. Show them how much you care for them. That you would do anything for them. And, and they have been suffering, some of them for a long, long time, for many, many years. In a moment, I'm going to pray. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And I'm going to pray. And what's going to happen is this. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And you're going to, you're going to lay that fear, whatever it is, whatever has gripped you, whatever's held you back, whatever's held you captive, you're going to place it at your feet. Okay, And when we finish praying, you're going to step away from that fear. And it's not, coming, it's not going with you. It's going to stay right back there. It's right, right where you stand. It's at the foot of the cross. It's at the feet of Jesus. And he's going to come and he's going to touch you. You're going to feel his presence and his power come upon you. And you're not going to be the same again. I want you to know that you're in good hands. You're in safe hands. He loves you. He cares for you. Your heavenly father embraces you. You're his children. You're sons and your daughters. He loves you with all of his heart. And you're in a safe place right now. He loves you. He cares for you. He will not allow any harm come to you. But this fear has to go. And I want you to pray after me. Pray this prayer aloud after me. Heavenly Father, Father, in Jesus' name, I renounce all fear. I command fear go from me. I never return. For God has not given me the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love and power and a sound mind. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay, now will you just receive, and we're gonna, I'm going to pray, and we're going to pray. And uh, we're going to come, and some of us are going to come, some of the team are going to come, and just lay their hands on you, okay? I and mean, you just keep receiving, and this thing's going to go. So, Father, I thank you. And we could have uh, just some of the, some of the leaders, um, Wilson, if you could please come, and some of the guys that you know, just come, and some of the team to come. And we're just going to lay hands. And you just keep receiving until this thing goes. And you're going to leave it at the feet. It's going to go now. Father, in Jesus' name, I take authority right now over fear. I break and bind the spirit of fear. And I command fear go. I drive it from the pit of your stomach. I break its hold upon your life. And I command it to go right now. I declare freedom from you in, in your innermost being. I break the hold that fear has. The things that have come upon you. The things that have... I've sought to harm you and take hold of you. I now break in Jesus' name. I break it off your spirit, your soul, your emotions, your mind, your body. Now be free right now in Jesus' name. Now come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. It's more, God. Now come, Lord. Come and touch these men and these women, your sons and your daughters. And come and bring freedom and deliverance from them. I break fear off you now in Jesus' name. Be set free. Come, Holy Spirit. We invite you to come, God. More, Lord. More. Now be free in Jesus' name. Right now, be free. Be free. I break the hold. I break the hold of fear in Jesus' name. I break every eating disorder, every controlling uh, force in your life I now break in Jesus' name. 
Be free right now. More, God, more, more. I declare freedom for you. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. He who the Son sets free is free. That's right. Keep receiving. It's coming. More, God. Now, Holy Spirit, come. Heavenly Father, breathe upon your children. Breathe upon them, Lord. Let the wind of your Spirit begin to blow upon your, upon your people. Come, Holy Spirit. More, God. Be free in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Be free right now. God sets you free. Jesus Christ sets you free. In your innermost being, in your spirit, your soul, emotions. You are precious to him. He loves you. You are the pearl of great price. He would give up everything just for you. Be free. This thing shall no longer have a hold upon your life. Be free in Jesus' name. More God, more freedom. I declare freedom for you in Jesus' name. I break the power of fear. Be free. Be free in Jesus' name. Be free. More God. More freedom, 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 freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Freedom, thank you, God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And I pray right now, freedom in Jesus' name. I pray for the peace of God that transcends all understanding with God, your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I pray that the joy of the Lord shall be your strength. I pray that the joy of the Lord shall be your strength, that God will give you such assurance, such freedom right now, liberty. I declare liberty and freedom for you in the mighty name of Jesus. In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. Be free in the mighty name of Jesus. Freedom, freedom. Some of you right now, you're going to find as this fear goes, you're going to be healed as well. You're going to receive healing because this fear has been the thing that's held you back from receiving all that Jesus has made available to you. Be free in Jesus' name. The joy of the Lord shall be your strength in the mighty name of Jesus. Freedom in Jesus' name. That's right, freedom. You're going to feel it more. Increase upon your life. Freedom. Freedom, 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 God. More, God. More, Father. More, God. Freedom in Jesus' name. The joy of the Lord shall be your strength. The joy of the Lord. You're a princess. You're his princess. He loves you with all of his heart. He holds you in the very hollow of his hand. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's engraved himself right there. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And he embraces you. And I declare you free now in Jesus' name. Never again will that thing hold your life. Never again will it control you. You're free. You're free in Jesus' name. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. More God, be free in the mighty name of Jesus. Remember, when you step away, you make the choice when you're ready to step away from that place. You leave behind that fear, that controlling spirit at the feet. You're leaving it at the foot of the cross, at the feet of Jesus. Be free in Jesus' name. More God, more Father. Joy, 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 joy. Joy, 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 joy. That's right. I declare freedom for you. Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Father, I pray for each one now you fill them to overflowing with your Holy Spirit, God. Fill them, God, Lord. Let rivers of living water flow. 
Rivers, God. More, God. More, Jesus. More, God. Freedom in Jesus' name. Freedom in the mighty name of Jesus. More, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Be free in Jesus' name. I break, that, I break the hold of the enemy over your life. I pray freedom for you now. In the name of Jesus, be free. Free. Free, 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 free. Be free. More, God. More. Freedom. Freedom in Jesus' name. Jesus Christ sets you free. Jesus Christ sets you free. More, God. More, Father. More, Lord. More, God. More, God. Be free. Be free. You are the pearl of great price. Your heavenly Father loves you so much. You're so precious to him. You're his princess. He loves you so much. He surrounds you with his arms of love. He embraces you. Now, Father, give this one such a sense of your, of your love. Give the deepest, the deepest revelation, Father. I pray the deepest revelation of the love of God for you. More, God. Be free. Be free in Jesus' name. Freedom in the name of Jesus. More, God. Free, free, free. Free, free, free. Freedom. Father, I thank you and I pray God's blessing upon you and upon this baby. This baby we've marked with the presence of God, the presence of the Lord, who will know uh, the, the, the deep and the hidden things of God. Pray for a healthy pregnancy and a beautiful baby. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Freedom in Jesus' name. Freedom, I declare freedom for you now. Be free in Jesus' name. Command all fear go. All fear go. All control be broken. I break control off you now. I break that control off you now. Jesus Christ sets you free. More, more. Freedom in Jesus' name. Be free. Be free. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Be free in Jesus' name. Okay, folks, this is normal. Freedom. Thank you, Father. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Clear freedom for you in Jesus' name. Be free. Be free. Be free. Be free in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. More, God. More, Father. More, Lord. More, God. Thank you, Jesus. More, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Freedom. Now, folks, when you move away from that place, remember you leave it behind. You take the decision, you step away, and you leave it behind. And you're never gonna, you're gonna walk in freedom. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. More, God. More, 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 more. Thank you. Free. Be free. Be free now. Free. I declare freedom for you in the name of Jesus. That's right. Go. I break the hold the enemy's had over your life. I declare you free now. I declare you free. You're his son, and he loves you. More, God. Thank you, Jesus. Be free. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Freedom. Freedom in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Be free. 
be free in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus, more. You're his princess and he loves you. I declare freedom for you. Freedom, freedom, freedom for you. I break the hold the enemy has over your life. I break it. I break it. I command it to go from you. I release your heart. I release the pain, the discouragement, the disappointment. I release you from it in Jesus' name. And be free. Thank you, God. Be free. Thank you, Jesus. More, Lord. More, God. More, God. More, Jesus. More, Jesus. More, Jesus. So as you just keep receiving and as you feel free to move away, you leave it behind. You leave that thing behind. Now, while that's happening, what I'd like to do is... um, I'd like to invite those, those of you who um, has, have been for the training. We're going to pray for everyone in this room. I'm sorry. Thanks for your patience. But that, that, is, that's, that is the Holy Spirit of God ministry. Freedom. Do you know there's going to be laughter in heaven? Yes. We'll be like children. There'll be laughter in heaven. So. It's not, it won't be miserable and it certainly won't be boring. We're going to pray for every single person as long as you have. I have time. I've, I'm energized. God is good. Um, what I want to do is those of you who, who went through the training today and were out in the streets, could you come forward, please? I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to pray a, a, a prayer for you. Come and just stand right in the front here. Okay. Those who went to the trains today, come, come close, come up close. Thank you. Okay. Now, I, I want to I pray. You know, God is doing something amazing here. Honestly, my, my journey here, my trip here has been extraordinary. <laughs> What's been going on here has been extraordinary. God is, God is up to something in this neck of the woods, right? Really. I, I, feel, I feel that God is, God is about to do something extraordinary amongst you, really. And there is something special about this place. I know it's just, you know, I just, I may be a little bit biased because I come from Coleraine, but there is something special <laughs> about this place. But what I, want to, what I want to do is I, I'm going to release an impartation to you, to you guys, okay? And, and it's for the miraculous, it's signs and wonders. It's going to start breaking out all, all around yes. you. And then you're going to start praying for people right now because it's not about me. And, and, and by the way, if, you, if you're looking to me to pray for you, you're looking to the wrong person because we need to be looking to Jesus. And he's right here. He's in our midst. He's walking. The Lamb of God, Jesus, the Lamb of God, is walking amongst us. He is the most beautiful of people you'll ever meet. He is gentle. <laughs> he is humble of heart. And he's just fun to be around. 
So I'm going to pray my best prayer for you guys. So just, just begin to receive from him. Father, I just thank you for these hungry hearts. I love, Father, I love their passion, but you love their passion even more, their passion for you, their passion to see breakthrough in their city, wherever they do life. God, they want to see the breakthroughs. They, they want to see the things that they read about, they hear about. They just don't want to see, hear about these things that happen in, in India and in Africa, God. They want to see it here in this small corner, which you haven't forgotten about. So, Father, by faith in Christ Jesus, everything that you allow me to release to these people, I now impart to them, God. And I release to you I release to you an impartation of the miraculous, of signs, of wonders, of healing, of deliverance, of the presence of God, the fragrance of Jesus, the atmosphere of heaven. I pray that around you would break out the environment for the miraculous, the atmosphere of heaven, the oxygen of heaven being released, the wind of the Spirit blowing you, guiding you, that I pray that you would have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you, eyes to see what he's doing, um, a mind of understanding through the revelation of the Holy Spirit and a heart that is so big and so bold uh, that courage and boldness comes from that heart that will step into the impossible, will do anything for Jesus. And I pray that for breakthrough right now, I pray, pray for breakthrough in this city, I pray for breakthrough in this nation, that God would work through you, would work with you, that the Holy Spirit of God in you, your partner, would show you, would lead you into incredible encounters that will cause glory to, to go to the Father, that uh, incredible miracles of healing. I pray for breakthrough in healing, creative miracles in uh, people healed of incurable diseases, incurable conditions. I pray that mental illness will be broken once and for all in Jesus' name. I pray for crippling diseases to be broken, for blindness, for deafness to go, for cancers to shrivel and die in Jesus' name, for broken bodies and missing limbs and creative body, body parts being created in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, where there's no eyes, the eyes will be formed. I pray for the miraculous, pray for the impossible, for your kingdom to come and the, the understanding of your kingdom to rest upon your people. Now come, Holy Spirit. I release this impartation by faith in Jesus Christ. Receive all that the Father has for you and more. May you go on to do so much more. May you set the world ablaze with the love of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I pray for the power of the, of the Holy Spirit to fill you now. Rest upon your people, God. Rest upon every hungry heart. Fill them, God, to overflowing in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, by faith, you've received it. By faith, you've received it. And what I want you to do uh, for those of you who are sick right now, who need healing, please come.
and allow these people to pray for you because they are they have received from the Lord and I want to tell you the power of God is here to heal and we're going to do it healing on the street style or whatever way you want to do it okay you've received the teaching go and, if you need healing please come to the front if somebody you see someone standing there ask them if they need healing pray for them and what we're going to do as well we're going to do some I, I mentioned some leg growing we're going to do that definitely going to do that so are there any, any folk here that has, uh, you have uh, lower back pain, you've never had your leg checked before, you know, maybe shorter? Anyone that has back pain? Okay, anyone else? Back pain, have you ever had your leg checked? Okay, you're going to be the first since you're nearest to me. So if we can get a chair out here, and then folks, you start coming forward and we're going to start praying for you. Team, pray. Can I have a chair? Someone got a chair for me? Great, here we go. What's your name? Kim. Kim. Kim, sit right back here. Sit back here. Sit with hips all the way back in the chair. Hips back in the chair. Um, can you, are you, is your bottom as far back as it will go? Okay. Whereabouts is your back pain? Lower back. Lower back? Yes. Okay, Kim, bring your legs out. Do you know, do you know if a leg is shorter? Have you ever checked? Okay, can you have a, okay. Can you see this leg is shorter here? All right. Um, do you mind if I invite people to come and have a look? Right. Put your leg down, Kim. Now, folks, who has never seen a leg grow before? Who would like to see a leg grow? If you'd like to see a miracle, then come. Uh, have we got a camera? Can that, can that go on? Have oh, we got a camera? Great. Fantastic. Awesome. So those of you that can't see, those of you who want to have a, a bird's eye view come, but those of you are going to be able to see f- on the screen there. So Kim, so if you, if you can come behind me, so look right behind me. Kim, if you bring your leg straight out again. I have a knee replacement in this. Oh, you have a knee replacement. Is that why? Maybe that's why then. I don't know. Could be. Right, folks, can you see this here? Can you see this? Right, if I put, can you see that how much shorter that leg is by this, this amount here? And if you look at Kim's ankle bones, that's your ankle bone up there, and there's a lower one there. So can you see the difference? Now watch this. Kim, keep your eyes open. This, you're going to be amazed. You see you've got a knee replacement? Okay, we're going to pray a miracle. So Father, I thank you for Kim. You love her. You care for she's so precious to you. Kim, your heavenly father loves you with all of his heart. And I command your back pain to go. I command your knee be healed. I command this leg grow out bone and muscle sinew. Come out now in Jesus' name. More, God, more. Right now. Come out in the name of Jesus. Bone and muscle sinew grow. Pain go in Jesus' name. More, Lord. More, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Right out. Thank you, God. More, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. See that? Now, look. Did you feel that? Did you feel something happen? Yeah? Can you see? Sorry? You're so hot. You're so hot. Yes. Yes. Right. Put your legs down.